Hey guys, Blaine from DTC Pod here, and I've got something you're gonna like. So if you're anything like us, bringing highly talented VAs or virtual assistants into your operations and workflows is a big part of running a business. Uh, but oftentimes the hardest part is sourcing and vetting talent, especially at an affordable rate. And that's where more now comes in. They source and match you with top talent from the Philippines across finance, supply chain, operations, marketing, and whatever else you may need. And the best part is they're super cost effective and back their talent with a 12 month guarantee. So go to morenow.co or check the link I'm dropping in the show notes to learn more about more now and start offloading some of the most tedious tasks off your plate. We've had a bunch of success working with them and their VAs in our workflows. So excited for you guys to check them out. So before we kick off today's recording, I've got one more for you. Keeping up your momentum this year starts with the right selling tools. And if you're looking to increase revenue, grow faster, build more pipeline, and close more deals, check out the all-new sales hub from HubSpot. You'll be able to manage your whole sales process, plus my favorite part, the reporting. It's super intuitive, powerful, and customizable. Plus, the whole thing is powered by AI, so your teams can spend less time on tedious, time-consuming stuff and more time on developing relationships. Also, no one likes a clunky platform that takes months to onboard onto, but getting set up on Sales Hub is really quick and easy. It's free to get started, the pricing will scale with your business, and with more than 1,300 integrations and add-ons, you can tune it to your exact needs. Visit hubspot.com sales to start selling with Sales Hub. What is up, DTC Pod? Today, we have the pleasure of, be of speaking with Bart Shinevsky, who is the founder of Dad Gang. So, Bart, I'm going to let you kick us off. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background, and the brand you guys are building? Yeah, for sure. And good to be here with you guys. I, uh, I'm Bart, and uh, I started Dad Gang with, with two of my friends, EJ and Grant. Um, and all of us have, have different backgrounds kind of that, that help fit building a new brand. Um, Grant has been in, in sales and, um, some content and marketing and just building companies, uh, with me, uh, for a long time. And then EJ has been in ops and kind of like operational roles for several different brands for a while. And then I've been marketing and content for the longest time. Um, well, I don't know the longest time to some people, but 12 years for me. Um, and so I've, I've worked in D2C before it was called D2C. It was just selling things online. Um, probably 2011 was when I kind of got my first taste of trying stuff. Um, I've always been into hip hop, apparel, music, uh, events. And um, I think in college, I kind of got the bug to start like making t-shirts and throwing events and selling stuff online. So um, since then, I've always kind of been into you know, back back then it was like blogging and Facebook and YouTube were just kind of getting its its real go in in the in the market. So, um, just trying to sell things and and create new traffic through those avenues back then. Um, and then I worked for a couple streetwear brands after college. Um, had no idea what I wanted to do post school, um, but I knew I had this kind of passion for for marketing and branding and, and building brands. So I worked for um, a streetwear brand in Seattle. And then from there, I um, worked for a company called Strideline and pretty big company still. It's a athletic sock company. So I was there for about six years doing everything there is. Um, I was the first employee ever. So there's two co-founders and then they hired me to do the marketing. Um, through there, I kind of learned the ins and outs of a company. It wasn't like 
you're the marketing guy and you don't get to see anything else. It was, you know, be with us on this journey, help us build this thing, but you are the marketing guy. So let's focus on that, but you'll learn along the way. And then some from, from Strideline, I, I kind of grew with the company, um, to, you know, well over 50 employees and, um, good revenues and all that kind of stuff, working with big athletes. And from there, um, I moved on to an agency space. So worked at Strideline for six years, loved it, still great friends with those guys, um, still talk all the time, but just kind of wanted to do more for others. Um, and so I moved from there to the agency that was actually running Strideline's paid social. Um, and it was like the nicest transfer too, because the guys knew I wanted to do more. Um, they knew that I would still be helping a little bit cause I'm working with the agency that helps stride line. Um, and so I did that, moved to an agency, um, mainly focused on paid advertising, Google, um, and, and content. So making content for ads. And I was at that agency for three months and then COVID hit. So it was, uh, cool new opportunity and then it's gone. Um, so and I just bought our, our, we had just bought as a family, our first home around that time. So that was really cool. Uh, you buy a home and then you get laid off. Um, so that happened and I had no idea what to do. I'm like, people are losing jobs left and right. Felt bad for everybody around me. And then you see, you know, manufacturing slow up, all these things kind of fall apart. Um, companies are laying people off. And so I was like, well, I've, I've worked for Strideline for six years. I have all these skills. Why don't I just try to reach out to some contacts and see if I can help them? And so I just did my own thing, kind of like growth consulting for the most part. Um, did that, and then I got hired by by an agency at the end of 2020 um, in LA. Um, and that company is called uh, Mint Marketing at the time, now called, uh, I think, Flight Performance. They partnered with Flight Story. And so worked as their head of growth um, for almost two years. And then, um, I, I did a lot there. <laughs> I just worked as a overseeing every single client, every single department, paid social email, SMS, influencer content for about 30 clients in about two years. So I oversaw all those clients and then got burned out. <laughs> it's just like, um, I, I know a lot of people love that grind of the agency life and it is for everybody or it is for some people, but for me, it just definitely was not. Um, and so I went over to another company called Haldi. They specialize in, uh, they created an algorithm for skincare. Um, so you hop on their site. It doesn't sound that innovative, but I've seen the background of it. So you take a quiz and then they uh, match you with the best skincare for you but it's not their skincare. They just partner with a ton of skincare brands to provide the proper output for, for what you're looking to do with your skin. Um, great company, loved working there, but also only worked there for two months. So started working there, everything was great. Growth month over month in two months, I can't even, I can't even stamp that or as anything of an accomplishment, but things are going well. And then one day I got called into a meeting that was like, Hey, we have to let you go investors, this and that. And it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like, uh, you're screwing up layoff. It was more of another like economic downturn type of situation. Um, and I, 
don't want to like make excuses for being like, oh, it's just kind of like what I was told at the time. Um, and from there I went into panic mode because we have a second child on the way and just moved to another home uh, because that second child's on the way. So here we go again, house number two, getting laid off again. What do I do? Um, and I just started kind of interviewing, applying and talking to friends. And I landed a job as the director of marketing at a company called The Patch Brand, which is uh, they make patches that go on your wrist. They're like vitamins, uh, melatonin, energy, that kind of stuff. If you don't want to take gummy vitamins. Great company. Um, enjoyed working there. But at the same time, I was building Dad Gang. Um, it was just kind of this thing that Grant, EDJ, and I wanted to do um, because fathers were just getting served like funny stuff on the internet. Um barbecue culture new balances mowing the lawn dad bod you name it all that stuff is great but i was like damn i'm a dad of two kids and the shit's not funny <laughs> like it's a little bit funny at times but it's hard it's it's a lot on on your on the mom and on the dad and you're trying to figure life out while you're trying to figure out how to be a good parent and i was like man dads don't really have anything that connects to that and then I've always been into streetwear, apparel, um, even when I was telling you guys like my earlier days was super into clothing and streetwear. And it's just like, let's make something that represents fatherhood for everything that it is, but let's make something that is also quality. Um, you've seen the dad hats that exist out there. They're just kind of like floppy old hats that say dad on them or dilf or just like funny stuff. And, uh, I was like, man, we could do so much better than that. And so we made a hundred hats. Um, Grant EJ and I all posted on our stories and our Instagrams like, hey, we made a hundred hats. It says dad gang on the front. If you want one, let us know. Um, and those sold out in less than 36 hours without any paid social, without any advertising, no influencers and on a free Shopify theme. So somebody could get excited about that. Um, because they're like, whoa, that was so fast. We're, we're going to make it. And to me, and I think to all of us, we're just kind of like, whatever, that was friends and family supporting. Not not a, like a big healthy business. But let's try it again. Um, so we kept making more hats. Made another 300 this time. And those sold out fairly quickly. And then just kept doing that. Um, kept making hats, selling them out. Making hats, selling them out. Um, and then who didn't get it on that first release would grab it on the second and then who got it on that second would kind of inspire the third batch to get a release. And so it was, I know organic is used as a, as a big term in, in our world, but that's, I don't, I don't know. That's truly organic. We were just trying something for fun and, and people are like, Oh, we haven't seen this before. Let's grab them. And so from there, we kept doing that and then started boosting posts, boosting organic posts, oldest strategy and, and in the Instagram playbook, just add some dollars behind a post that's already doing well. Um, and that worked for some reason. And dads kept coming back wanting more hats. And we kind of created this supply and demand battle between the customer and our lead time to make more hats. Um, and yeah, we've kept doing that for a long time then inserted ads, then started doing email, then SMS, still on a free Shopify theme. Like it's really lazy. Uh, it, it's really lazy from the start, but in a way that's like working because it's not forced, you know, people spin up brands all the time and they're like, 
all right, we're going to lose money immediately, but let's spend money to get a bunch of customers. Um, and for us, it was like, let's not lose any money. If people like this, let's keep going. And that was our only mentality. And it still is today. So that's my background yeah. to dad gang launch kind of. <laughs> no, that's, that's so awesome. And that brought me back because that really reminds me of, I, I was a high beast in the streetwear era. You know, I would, there was this, um, streetwear store across my college and I would just spend all day there. And it was like the brands during this time, it was like 10 deep, um, Mishka, um, and all these other brands. And so it was kind of like, um, you know, crooks and crooks and castles. I yeah. remember and it was kind of like, what gang are you repping when it was about these brands? And I feel like a lot of that has been forgotten today with paid marketing. Um, you know, those brands intentionally wouldn't market to customers that couldn't fit their gang or their tribe, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with, with being a dad, like your life changes in the sense that well now you got to hang out with other dads and so um there is this sort of community and support and so i think that's what really helped you guys but also your hats are really high quality like just looking mm-hmm. at the pictures i haven't seen one in real life um i'm not a dad yet so i haven't gotten one but just looking at the pictures um it seems like you guys really hit it off with the quality so how did you get that first production right um, because I feel like if the hat would also just say dad gang and like really shitty, shitty quality, I'm not sure if it, it could have hit the same way. So it was like a combination of all. Of yeah, that. no, it's a great question. I, so throughout my time at Strideline and, and various, uh, working with various brands and just making friends along 12 years, um, really paid attention to the products that were being released and there would be a brand that's on a shitty product or a high quality product that has a shitty brand. Like sometimes you'd see that happen, right? Where like amazing brand, great work. I mean, amazing websites, all this stuff, but then you get the product and you're kind of like, okay, this is, I got sold on the marketing, but I won't be sold on the product because I have it now. And that was just like, Honestly, you, it, I, I wish I had a better story for you, but it was a guy that I'd, I'd been chatting to a lot um, that always dressed super well. And uh, he always had the freshest hats. They were just like plain black hats. And I'm like, man, you've got the coolest hats. Uh, and you like always are dressed super fresh. Do you know any hat makers? And like, you know, although I can't share our direct manufacturer, he just happened to connect us to that manufacturer. And I looked at a bunch of other hats before like landing with this guy, but this one just happened to stick. And I was super particular on, on like the embroidery of dad gang and making sure that it pops super well, that it doesn't like, if you wear it all year, that it doesn't kind of have threads coming out of it. And that the bill is like perfectly in place when it shows up and the snapback is the actual snaps of the back stay in place. And we went through our runs of like, hey, we got a couple of hats and the the snaps are like coming undone. Let's reinforce that and that kind of stuff. So that, that's that been it's a like pillar a big of ours. Bonus. Yeah. I feel like it's a big bonus to have that quality because they were bought into sort of the culture, the message. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then I get this quality that I wasn't even expecting. Now I even want to buy this and gift it to someone else. Right. Um, you know, to another dad, et cetera. So huge part in retention. 
But I'm curious, where is your guys' so, so okay, um, you you did that first launch, it worked. You redid the launch, it worked again. Now this is a real business, or let's turn it into a real business. How long ago was this? And like, where are you guys today in the sense of like, how much has it grown? If there's anything you can share. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to give you like order volume and stuff. Um, so we started with, this is a cool part of the story. We started with $250 each. Um, the three of us, so 750 bucks and, um, got lucky on that first batch of a hundred hats. Um, and so we got a hundred hats, 750 bucks invested and yeah, started out of my garage that, um, it's funny, like business stories always come with a garage and I didn't even mean to, but like we had a tiny garage that couldn't even fit a car. Like my wife had a smaller, like short RAV4 and it wouldn't even fit. Um, so I was like, well, I think, I think you, the universe put this garage in my life to sell hats or something. But, um, so a hundred hats out of that. And we've been around for a little over a year and a half and we've sold, uh, over 90,000 hats since the start of that. Um, so I won't get into revenues. You could do the math in your head, but yeah, a little over 90,000 hats and, um, I think between November and December of this year, we were doing close to a thousand orders a day. Um, and that's, but that's with the support of paid ads and stuff, but we're not, we're still like three, four, five X in our ad account compared to, you know, what you would typically spend to get that kind of volume. Um, so yeah, hundred hats over a little year and a half ago to 90,000 hats in, in that time span. That's, that's a lot of hats and it just shows the power that like when you hit a certain community, um, with a message that really resonates, it reminds you of like that company that is really simple. It's just these shirts that say life is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know what I'm talking about? I think I've I think seen that's that. what it yeah. says, right? Um, massive brand, just really simple message that just sort of taps into a lifestyle. So I know you mentioned that after community, you dove into SMS, email, paid boosting and I want to talk about that but I first want to talk about how you leverage and make the most out of the community as soon as you as you saw that that potential with the community so how did you yeah. guys approach and, and like push organic as as far as it could go yeah so um it's another one that's so boring but it worked um it's a, it was a picture of me holding a dad gang hat just kind of shot in portrait mode and it just nice crispy photo that's a hat that says dad gang and it's well shot but it was just like natural light and happened to turn out well um on an iphone and that post in it was the introduction of our brand it was like we're launching dad gang we're tired of seeing all this funny stuff we want a high quality product that represents fatherhood for all that it is and we want to share your fatherhood stories through this brand and that post had a long caption that introduced the brand along with this really good photo. Um, and so didn't boost it at all for a while, but then that photo kept getting like really good organic likes. And so I would boost that post for like $10 a day for profile visits, not website visits, just to boost the following of our page. Um, I was like, as long as the following per dollar is like, three or four people, I'm just going to keep spending money on this. And we're talking $10 a day. So like if I spent 10 bucks and got 30 followers, 
then I'm going to spend $20 and get 60 the next day. Like that was kind of um, the paid strategy of it very, very early. But what I saw was like, dads are loving this kind of like you mentioned, because we're sharing another aspect of fatherhood. And if a new dad follows us or takes a picture in a hat, like let's highlight him and share his story. So I would, I would ask like, why do you, why do you like the brand? Uh, what do you love about being a dad and what does fatherhood mean to you? And I would use that as a caption. Like I'd take that guy's photo and ask him if it's okay. Can I share your story? And then that person would be like, man, my story got out there through this hat page. And, um, once I, once more of the community started doing that, uh, we still to this day repost every single story we can that tags us. We repost as many photos as possible. We highlight, uh, every Friday we do a thing called father Friday, where I just highlight as many dads as possible in an email and a text and on Instagram. Um, so like literally take their photos, ask them if it's cool and share their stories and just highlight the community that builds us because I, I say this to our group. We have a private Facebook group too, which I think is a great add on to any brand you're building, but I think it's their brand and we build it. And I, I truly believe that it's like, I'll go into the Facebooks and the, to the business suite of Facebook and see all the comments and like today I was reading we had like 50 comments that were can you please make a fitted hat so it's like a no snapback kind of a stretch fit because some guys just prefer that wear or that fit and um so I just went into the Facebook group and I was like hey guys I saw a lot of comments today about fitted hats what would you want them to look like and in like three hours I got almost a hundred comments of just feedback like let's build this hat together we're not going to just the three of us like sit in our text thread and, and think of what you want. Like, tell us what you want. This is your brand. Let's build the hat for you. And we just do that in groups all the time. So I, I want to say it's a sharing their fatherhood stories with a mix of involving them in the building of the company rather than, Hey, we're going to release a hat. Hope you like it. No input and, and hope it does well. Like, I really want to get these dads involved because they're so fired up um, to the point where they do feel like they're building dad gang with us because they told us make a bucket hat and it's out in the summer and they can be like, oh, I said that and here it is. So it's kind of like this talk, just talk to your audience kind of thing. It, it makes it more fun too. Blaine and I have this company, Cast Magic, and we have a Slack community of the customers. There's over a thousand people. Yeah. And they're sharing constant product feedback. We show them things before we release it and we release it. And it makes it makes it a lot more fun to build that way um, and not have to go back and, and, you know, revisit after it's already out. You kind of damage the brand, et cetera. I'm sure that through this, you've also probably have had profound stories shared yeah. um, from the dads or stories that have moved you beyond even the intention you originally thought when you launched the business. Can you share like either a really cool story or something that was like, man, um, that's moving. Yeah. Um, the, the moving stuff is hard to comprehend at times because fatherhood for, for the great stuff that it is, there are a lot of trials and tribulations that, that, that men go through on the, on the fatherhood side, whether it's, um, whether it's child loss, whether it's divorce, uh, whether it's custody battles, um, whether it's 
uh, just self-doubt and maybe being in your own head about how good you are as a father. Um, so we see a lot of that. We've had we've had a uh, a dad um, lose children before, um, lose newborns, and and that's really tough to deal with. That's kind of like you know we're we're just making great hats for dads, but you realize after a while that like the community is really connecting in a sense of like you see another dad with a dad gang hat out in the wild you're going to give each other a head nod or start a conversation and end up drinking the night away like we've seen that happen too so but no we we've seen a lot of that and and we unfortunately have seen some some dads lose children um and lose custody several things like that and um we try to help them in, in any way we can, whether it's a conversation or if they do have funds set up for certain things, uh, we do try to help them. It's not something that we advertise publicly all the time because I feel like cer- certain brands will advertise them helping people to get more sales. Um, and we really do it out of the you know goodness of our hearts when we see a situation. And um, so, yeah, there's a lot of that being shared and, um, kids born with with certain uh conditions um and trying to help dads deal with that we have uh, my my wife was actually involved in a uh, she was a developmental uh preschool teacher dealing with kids with autism and developmental delays for a good 10 plus years and so um have a soft place in my heart for for people that deal with uh kids on the spectrum and autism and and all those kinds of things so we hear a lot of it uh, and then not to like, you know, be a downer of, of the, I, I know being a father comes with a lot of great things as, as I experience it myself, but that is the part that we're here to help with is, is the, the not so great celebrated in, in tandem with, with the good stuff. So, um, yeah, we see a lot of it as, and like I said, there's loss, there's, there's mental health issues, there's, um, there's illnesses and, and disease, but, um, we are here to support those people and have full on conversations, not just like sending prayers and love. I, I've made great friends with some of our customers, just, just helping them get through it. Um, and not just, not just a quick, you know, uh, combo. Bart, one of the things that I kind of want to talk about, um, that I think you guys have done such a great job with, like you said, in the beginning, you started with a hundred hats, they sold, and then you kind of slowly were able to scale up the brand and not only that you were able to anchor it around a community and concept um that was probably underserved like you're saying from all the different dad brands and like sort of meme ideas that you see there wasn't anyone who was really doing this and it's something that people really want but you know my question was going to be when you were in the early stages of like growing the product right like you said you know friends and family like they bought it but then you started to see it like spread out like who else would like, what did the initial growth look like? Was it like a bunch of friends, like in families and community that was like pretty local where people, you know, knew each other, knew were, were like connected with a couple degrees of separation? Or did you see it pretty early on, you know, start to get picked up with like other pockets that were like totally random from what you guys would have expected? Yeah. Um, a lot of it was local at first, I would say, but I, you know, it's hard to remember that one because EJ and I are in the Northwest here in Washington State. Alan Grant is, he was born and raised here, lived here most of his life, but he's in LA. 
Um, and so like our networks picked it up and his network picked it up, but we could still pick out every name and be like, I know that person. I know that person. I know that person. I would say by the like third round of hats, which was like 300 hats, nothing, nothing crazy. We started seeing orders from like Wyoming and, and out of nowhere, like Atlanta and Houston. And they were like, okay, like, Word is spreading. Maybe that local friend told a friend that now lives in Texas. And my boosts were like pretty targeted. So it would be like men interested in streetwear, sports, fatherhood, parenting, but still broad to the United States. And so I think those boosts picked up some new people. Um, but I think it was by the third batch where like, okay, these are these are strangers. Uh, let's lean into it. Let's maybe spend some more cash or... Let's make sure we have more hats the next time around. Like it, it was so sloppy, but fun at the same time. It was just like, okay, we're sold out. What are we going to do? And our, our lead time on new hats is anywhere. You know, it's, it's like a month or two sometimes. So, uh, sometimes it's just this waiting period, but I feel kind of bad about this. Sometimes I would still keep the boosts going because if they... You were the agency guy, though, so that's so funny. Uh, yeah. I'm like, you know, he's got, like, the whole system set up, the agent, the 15 years of agency, <laughs> boost post, 10 bucks, let's ride. Yeah, yeah. I would I would leave it boosted and cause this frustration of, like, why the hell are you advertising when things are sold out, right? And But if something's sold out and you visit our site and you go through an attentive journey of a, of a back-in-stock text... Um, that's where the like trickery and, and optimization comes into play because you visited a site, you wanted a hat and you click notify me when it's back. So like instantly when it's back, you're going to get a text. Um, so it still works really well. You just got to have a little bit of cash to make sure you can keep some kind of boost going. And it's not a lot. Like people think you need so much money to advertise, but you really, I, I don't think you do to try things. Um, but sometimes you do, sometimes you have nothing and you need to figure out a way to be scrappy. And it's kind of what, what we did. $10 a day is whatever people blow that on Starbucks daily. Definitely. Um, Bart, I, I love what you said about, you know, putting it out there, boosting it a little bit. And then once you've kind of got some traction, you're able to work all your agency magic and, and everything like that. So why don't you, I'd love if you took us through your, SMS flow. How did you set it up? What did it look like? I know you said you just spun up a super simple Shopify store, but why don't you take us through the like back end for anyone who's like listening and being like, oh, I, I want to do that too. Like, how did you set it up? Yeah. What were like the rules you created? What services did you use? How did, how did it work? Yeah. I've always been a big fan of attentive for SMS. Um, I've used other services, but like, and I've actually seen their service get shit on, on Twitter pretty often. And I'm just kind of like, you can listen to the noise of Twitter all you want, but if it hasn't done me wrong ever, then I'm just going to keep using it. So I've really enjoyed it. And Attentive is, is what I use for for SMS, but I also use uh, Live Recover for abandoned carts. And this is kind of like, I know Attentive has abandoned cart SMS, but same thing. I've loved using Live Recover for so long and it's great that I just keep using live recover. I, I could switch, but like the don't, you know, don't fix what's not broken type of mentality has, has worked in this regard. So, but welcome series. So if you go on our site, you get 10% off 
And if you enter your text, you're going to get a welcome text. And through that journey, you will get, um, you know, simple, like make sure to add our number and here's your discount. Um, so I don't like to welcome people for too long through SMS because it's like, all right, dude, I gave you my number. You made me put in the contact. You made me lock you in. And here's the code. Like, I think that's enough talking for a while through a phone. Um, but I do have browse abandonment and then um, back in stock journeys set for uh, attentive. And and those are like the three main ones. So welcome, browse abandonment, and then back in stock journeys. Um, and then I do like to set up keyword journeys for something that's coming soon. So if you text us the word beanie, because beanies are on the way, once they launch, um, you're going to get kind of a, a campaign out to you that says, Hey, you wanted to know when beanies are available. Here it is. I think that creates this kind of trigger of people like, oh, I, I texted that word because I wanted to know the availability. Okay, here's that text I've been waiting for. I think those that's always a good idea with like anticipation of a product launching. Um, so th that's those. And then abandoned cart is just live recover. You abandon a cart, you're going to get a text from somebody named Sarah, I believe. Uh, <laughs> it says, hey, what can I do to help you complete your purchase? You might get a discount along the way, like those kind of things, but still very simple. Um, not too many like intricacies in the flows quite yet. Yeah, no, it's simplicity wins, right? And just having, having your bases covered is the most important thing. We are really excited to announce that DTC Pod is officially part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. The HubSpot Podcast Network is the audio destination for business professionals, and we're really excited about being part of the network because we're going to be able to keep growing the show, bringing you guys amazing guests, and obviously helping you guys learn from the best founders, marketers, and builders of the most successful consumer brands. So anyway, keep listening to DTC Pod and more shows like us on the HubSpot Podcast Network at hubspot.com slash podcast network. The other thing I want to talk about is community, right? I think there's a lot of examples. Community is a big buzzword, but I think yeah. what you guys have found is that you, you know, the community and your brand actually align and they make sense together. So there's a reason that people might want to engage in that. But from an operational perspective, I know you describe um, what takes place in terms of how you feature different community members in terms of like when they're a dad and telling their stories and all that sort of thing. But in terms of operationalizing the community in the Facebook group, like how did how did it work? Did you, you know, did you bake it into your email flows or your yeah. SMS flows? Like, how do you get people in the community? And then how do you get people, you know, telling their stories like you've just alluded to? Yeah, I, um, so you guys know Greg from CrossNet? The, yes. Yeah, the gaming company. Yeah, I think it was Greg that was like, when we were chatting and he's like, okay, you have a big community, but where are they? And I, I think I said, this is verbatim a conversation, but he's like, he's like, where are they? And I'm like, well, they're on Instagram, they're on TikTok, they're an email. He's like, okay, yeah, but they're not there. They're your followers and they exist and that's your CRM, but where are they? Like the one place you could go talk to them. And uh, I was like, well, I guess nowhere in a sense. Um, and he's like, you should really think about starting a private Facebook group. And so I did that day. He like sent me an article on how to, I know how to build a group, but how to like really do it well, how to set certain rules, how to, uh, you don't want to just approve everybody cause you're going to get spam accounts and all these things. So, um, I started a 
so let me backtrack a little bit. Customers are still mad when things are sold out and I was running ads. So I started the group for back in stock updates um, so that if you're waiting on a hat to come back, if you're in this group, you'll be notified like right away when something's back, even outside of texting, because not everybody signs up for that. Um, so I'd put that in the footer of our emails. Like every single campaign, every single flow has that VI join our VIP group for restock notifications um, and exclusive codes and that kind of stuff. So I put that in every single email in our flows and campaigns. I put that group into our Instagram bio where most of our like social interaction happens. I put it in our um, stories sometimes, like join our group, just a random story post. Um, and then it's in our, um, I believe it's in one of our, uh, our attentive journeys. So I just let it live in the places where we're already messaging. And then, yeah, the community's great because it actually does live somewhere now. I think we have like 5,000 dads that are in this group and not just dads. There's also moms that are gift givers and stuff. I kind of battled with the whole, like, do we make it dads only? Like, I just want people that support the brand doesn't necessarily have to be dads only. And I don't want to get in trouble for like leaving moms out of it. It's just, have, I don't want that battle. And so, yeah, anybody that supports the brand and wants in, I, I let them in, make sure the account's not anything spammy and um, just ask questions. Like today, literally, it's just like, hey, we, we've heard you want to make fitted hats. What would you guys like these to look like? And people are going off in comments and uh, and people post into the group super often. Like, my son was just born. I wore the hat. I'm at the hospital or I'm about to have a kid. And look at these birth announcement photos. Like, the group was started. I posted a couple of things, and now dads like can't wait to post when they get a hat. Um, and then every once in a while, I'll chime in and be like, I, I remember this when my daughter started uh, like a pre-K uh, Montessori school. I kind of had this feeling of like, man, is she going to be okay? Is she going to like it? Is she going to cry all day? Will she miss us? I had all these questions. And I kept asking my parents and people close to me, and I was like, screw that. Let's go ask all these dads how to deal with it. And so I asked them the question. I got so many replies and I, I feel like I've seen some dads do that too, where they just ask a general like fatherhood question and get advice on it. Um, but you put a bunch of dads together, like in a bar, what are they going to talk about? Probably their kids and sports and, and some other things. But like, yeah, it, you can think of it as like, if you were to go to a park or a bar or a meetup or a game and you ran into a bunch of other dads that's kind of the feeling that I want to create in this group and kind of organically happen yeah I think there's so many cool things that you can do when you align a brand around like a community and idea kind of like what what you guys are doing I know we've seen it a couple times on the dad space but we've seen some you know interesting takes in the health space in the mom space in the in the even uh, amount uh, among like ethnic groups and that sort of stuff but I think the right. dad's one is it is really neat. And it also opens you guys up to so many cool opportunities where you can fit your product. And like you were alluding to, it's like, you know, someone has a new kid, a mom probably want, might want to gift her dad friend a dad hat, right? Like it's right. Like a, a cool like rite of passage. So it even see like when you blend in the marketing, uh, you know, the marketing mind as well, all of a sudden there's so many cool activations that you can do around the community and how your product fits into people's lives. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, as we wrap up here, Bart, um, you know, I'd be really curious in terms of what you guys have planned for this year. Like you said, we started yeah. out, you know, 100 hats. Now we're at 90,000 and we're we're boosting real hard. Um, <laughs> so what uh, what do you have planned for the rest of 2024? What's on your ro- what's on your roadmap other than the fitted hats and the beanies? Yeah, you know, we're, we got really lucky where we have two kind of like holiday seasons. We have Black Friday, Cyber Monday, two holidays, and then we have Father's Day, which is smack dab in the middle of the year. Um, so we're preparing right now to make sure we have enough inventory of our best sellers um, going into Father's Day. Like May and June should be, I like I'm being optimistic about it, but I, I want to say May and June will be bigger for us than the holiday. The, holiday season was um so right now it's like ensuring that we have um we have all that stuff in in place and enough inventory we did a uh we did one of our first big uh collaborations last year with uh uh Mookie Betts on the Dodgers and so we released a hat with him did super well um sold out really quickly like a week and a half got some amazing content and so we want to do more of that, um, you know, with Mookie and and some other athletes because that's another avenue that we love is like taking a famous dad and not necessarily talking to him about why he's famous, but sitting down with Mookie, we talked about dad stuff. I didn't bring up his his amazing accomplishments in the MLB and all this stuff. It was like let's talk about being a dad and how when we sit down and we're on the same level, we're all dads. I'm not a you know, MLB all-star. That should be a podcast. <laughs> that would For be sure. a really good podcast. Yeah. So just an idea. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and with that being said, so like more collaborations with some some well-known dads, um, more hats for Father's Day, and then, um, and then just launching some more like different styles. I, we're still so simple where I don't have these massive ambitions of like, we're going to, go to the moon with this or that. It's just like, let's keep making great hats that look good and keep innovating in the space. You know, we might make an actual like fitted hat based on this feedback and we might make a bucket hat because some guys want them. And um, so it's just like letting this crowd and this community dictate where we move next instead of like planning out the entire year and sticking to that because that's what we think is right. Um, I really want to listen to this crowd and, and like just make whatever they want. Um, if there's enough of that, cause you could listen to one comment and be like, and you're making, Oh, we have weird, to make a neon apparel. hat because one guy said so. No, it's cause there's gotta be a you know, thousand comments or something. Then we'll do it. But, um, yeah, so I, I wish I had bigger plans for you, but it's just father's no, day and more collabs. I love that. Um, and as we wrap up, where can our guests connect with you? Why don't you shout out your socials? Yeah. Um, your personal stuff as well as the brand. Yeah. So, um, Instagram, I just follow dad gang. I, I keep it pretty private on Instagram personally. Uh, just follow at dadgang.co. And then, uh, I like talking DTC on Twitter. So, uh, it's just the chef. It's just T H E S Z E F. Um, the S Z in Polish is S H. So it's like a spin off that, um, corny. I know. And then uh, dadgang.co on, on um, for the website is just dadgang.com or dadco. We got both domains, luckily, um, if, yeah, if you want to get a hat. But, yeah, we're all dadgang.co for every social. 
and then the chef on Twitter if you want to hear me talk about random stuff. Love which, it. Which model, which which design is is hot right now, or is your favorite one for anyone yeah. that want, might want to gift one? Because I go in here, all the designs are sick. So for anyone that might want to gift or be indecisive, which one is is the hot seller right now? Yeah. So our hottest seller actually just sold out. Speaking of like inventory planning, but it's the it's the black and white horsepower hat. Um, it says hat of the year because it just sold the most, but that was like our best hat of last year. Um, but the the simple like black and white snapback, um, either the snapback or the trucker um, are probably like the easiest to wear with anything. And then I really like, we kind of made a wilder hat, but it's like a leather front. Um, so it's like a black on black leather snapback uh, trucker. That one is super cool too. Uh, I love them all. I mean, Dwayne Wade's been rocking our like plain D hat all the time. So I really like that one. Um, and it like for yourself, if you're not a dad and want a dad gang hat to try out, I could send you the D hat and it could stand for D to C or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do a collab. Um, well, awesome, Bart. Thank you for coming on the pod. And, you know, maybe maybe we'll see uh, Dwayne Wade around Miami rapping the, um, yeah, that'd be cool. the dad gang. Sweet. Thank you, man. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of DTC Pod. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love your support. A rating and a review would go a long way as we continue to host the best builders in DTC and beyond. Follow and subscribe to the show, and make sure to check out our show notes where you can find our socials and weekly newsletter. Visit us on dtcpod.com to join our founder community and access resources from every episode. We'll see you on the next pod.